In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Welcome to Reasonably Shady, a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Reasonably Shanty. I am Giselle Bryant, and we're going to do that one more time because Robin's mint fell out of her mouth. My bad. Okay. (laughs) Hi. What's up? (laughs) Hello. Welcome to another episode of Reasonably Shanty. I am Giselle Bryant. What's up? What's up? And this is Robin Dixon. Thank you once again. For being here with us. Yes, we've been rocking and rolling we in these have. reasonably shady streets. We sure have. And this has been so fun because everyone is giving us so much great feedback, yes. which is just giving us so much more motivation to keep it going. Yes, yes, yes. And and I'm loving the feedback. So keep it going, people. All right. So first and foremost, you know, we always give our reasonably shady moment of the week. Robin, I had a big one. Oh, what is it? I can't wait. <sighs> Robin. What happened? Okay, so to know me is to know that I hate the dentist. Mm. Like, hate the dentist. I know your father was a dentist. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, so you were around drilling, I guess. You were around water pick, teeth picking. Oh, yeah. All that. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Okay. So the drill and just the thought of going to the dentist sends me into major anxiety. Okay. I um, dream about it the night before. I have nightmares about it the night before. And I wake up like, oh, my God, I don't want to go. Okay. So by the time I get there, my dentist, Marcus Tappen, he's been with me for like 25 years. Oh, yes. Fantastic. Okay. So he knows my crazy. Right. Like he knows that Giselle cannot stand the sight of him. Okay. But I love him though. But he probably, like most of his patients are probably like that. Yeah. So he, I had to get a filling redone because it was old. Okay. And he was like, I'm just going to give you gas. Damn, for a filling? You needed gas for a filling? What does that mean, Robin? The Robin, as soon as he turns on the drill, at that moment, I'm like, he said, I'm not dealing with you today. (laughs) That's so, what he said. Yeah. So he's like, just from the from the jump, I'm giving you the gas. Okay. Okay. So gas is amazing. <laughs> I just want everyone to know it's amazing. <laughs> so he gave it to me. And then like you can kind of control it. You can tell him if you want more, or you can kind of say, okay, I have enough. They okay. cut it okay. cut it off. Okay. So I was like high as a kite. This Ooh. this was like amazing. Yeah, and you felt really good. I you? felt like good about myself. I felt like I could fly. <laughs> I felt like I was just like hovering over the entire earth. Oh my god! And it was just it was fantastic. How much did you ask them for? Goodness, they don't give you those pieces of information. They okay. just like put it on your nose and you keep it moving. All right, so this is actually the shady moment. Is I didn't want to go to the dentist and I hate him, Marcus Tappen, but I love you. Right. The reasonable moment is I love the gas. Mm, so I, if you ever go get, the, get gas. the gas even when you don't need it even when you don't need it just get <laughs> just ask for the gas so my father yes was a dentist yeah just and because he was a dentist and he would have so many patients like you that were so scared <laughs> yeah anytime like when i went to get my wisdom teeth done he was like 
you better not wince. You better not whine. You better not cry. Because now he's punking you into yeah, oh submission. My, oh, my God. He was like, <laughs> because you all patients when they're, you know, screaming and stuff, yeah. they make our job so much harder. So you better go in there and go. I don't want to hear you cry. I'm like, OK. So, yeah, I literally went and got, you know, wisdom teeth. When people get their wisdom teeth out, they usually go to sleep. Yes. Yes. But my father didn't, he doesn't really like, you know, you going under for no reason. So he's like, you're not going under <laughs> and you better not cry. You better not, I don't, you better not complain. Because thank God my father wasn't a dentist. Okay. Let me just say that. Yes. So when I go to the dentist, I'm like, I, I tough it out. I'm a soldier. You're a soldier. Okay. I'm a, I'm a big punk, but I'm high as a kite. Right. <laughs> Ooh, that thing is good. <laughs> so my shady moment, okay. there's nothing reasonable about this. Goes to CVS. Oh, what happened at CVS? They need to get their inventory management system corrected. Uh-oh. Or just throw it in the trash because... So Carter got a whole bunch of mosquito bites. Uh-huh. And there was this afterbite product that I wanted to get for him that worked for me that a friend had. I had a bunch of mosquito bites. You rub it on your mosquito bite and you okay. don't feel anymore. So I okay. was like, oh my gosh, like, let me go get him this afterbite product. So I went to CVS, I typed in Afterbite, they had the product. Right. I put in my zip code to see who what stores had it. So it was like, okay, this store has it, this store, this, this store. Okay, okay. I went to three stores that had it on the website that were it was in stock at yeah. these three stores. None of them had it. No. And even to the point where the third store I went to, so the second store sent me to the third store because they're like, oh yeah, they put into the oh yeah, they have three. I'm like, okay. I go to the third store. Right. They do not have this product. So I literally spent over an hour and a half driving around. That's insane. To three different CVSs for a product that's on their website that says it's in stock in those stores. And yeah. CVS, do better. Do better. Do better. Yes. And y'all's inventory system is trash. But Right. Just throw it away. Like, don't even like, because I think the problem is, you know, people steal. Who's stealing a mosquito bite product? But anyway. But what does stealing have to do with it? Because then their inventory system is not updated. Oh, You thieves. know what I mean? Out here in these streets. Right. Okay. But it's like, I, yeah, just don't even, just say you don't have it. Just don't even provide an inventory system. There's that. And shorten the damn receipts. Why is the receipt so long? <laughs> I just don't understand. It just keep printing and keep printing and keep printing. You don't use your coupons? I don't use my coupons. It's I coupons don't. coupons on there. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't use my coupons. Maybe I need to so I can save $2. I don't use them okay. <laughs> Robin lied. All right. But speaking of, speaking of kind of like money, right? Mm -hmm. So I went out with my girlfriend the other day and we went to a place where you go up to the counter mm -hmm. and you order your food and then they, you get a little um, number and you put it at your table and they bring you your food. Okay. Okay. So she said, because I've been having trouble because I feel like after the pa during the pandemic, the whole tipping system got out of control. Okay. So she says, Giselle, I need rules and regulations. So if it's a place like this, like you, you walk up, you order your food, you sit down, there's not a lot of service. She gives 10%. Okay. This is a white lady. So okay. let's just put that in perspective. Okay. okay. <laughs> they look, they look cheesy sometimes. Chintzy, as okay. I would say. So, but she said, you know, if I go to a restaurant and I get full service and I give 20%. Okay. Okay. But she said, you know, if I just go buy something, I'm, I'm not tipping. I'm like, well, you don't have to tip if you just go in and buy, you know, some toothpaste. Right. Okay. Now, I do feel like everybody's asking for a tip. Right. Is it just me? No. Right. So it's like when, so when it's a store, like, okay, a, a sandwich place right right and now they have those um registers or point of sale systems that like you swipe your card and they turn the screen to yes, you yes and it's like and it shows the the cap the tip like yes. do you want to tip and it's like you feel like wait i'm supposed to tip here this is like starbucks or something you right. know what i mean like but you did nothing but give me my sandwich right right so it is like Okay, when should you... When should you tip and when should you not? Right. And like, when is it okay to not tip or... Okay, so... Right. Like, if it's just a carryout place... Right. Like, it, you have to... I feel like service me and I will tip you well. Right. But if there's no service involved, why am I tipping you? Right. But even... Th okay, so... We don't tip at McDonald's or Chick-fil-A. Right. Why do we tip? Why are we tipping at a sandwich spot? I, I don't know. But guess what? The whole t I need some rules and regulations with the t this damn tipping because right. the tipping situation has tipped over. Right. No, it's too much. It's it's like it's a lot. I mean, I, I do try to if if I see that little screen and it's like, do you want to tip? You right. Know? And I'll be like, OK, I'll probably give 10 percent. 
To, oh, the ten you give the lowest. Yeah. Okay. Or you can if, custom if they're not like if it's carry out or if they're not um you know if they're not really like serving servicing me. Right. Um. But 10%. then if I'm like sitting down and they're waiting on me, then I'll give twenty percent. You give twenty or do you give eighteen? Twenty. You give twenty. Okay. So twenty right. is easier to calculate. Yeah, I'm a twenty girl. I'm a twenty girl. Yeah. Okay. But speaking of things that I'm like disgusted with at this point, okay, baby hair. <laughs> I can't I can't take it anymore because you don't have it. I don't have any baby <laughs> hair. Right. I don't. I don't like I'm of the generation where we like cut our baby hair off. Right. right. So I don't have any. Baby, but it's not even it's not even I don't care if I don't have baby hair. I'm sick of looking at baby hair that's twirled around your forehead. Right. And it's I'm like confused. Right. People. It's like you can just like you can put a weave in your hair. Now you can put baby hair on your head. <laughs> <laughs> and why would you want that? Right. I don't know. It looks silly to me. It looks... It's distracting. <sighs> it's distracting. I'm confused. I don't know what's happening. I want to know who is actually... Um, who actually started this? Like, right. who made this okay? Like, are we that bored? Are we that <laughs> bored with, like, just looking like a... a you know, having a regular hairstyle <laughs> that you have to, like... <laughs> like, let me put some baby hair. Like, right. Right. Is it... I mean, they'll go, like, all on your forehead and, like... Twirl it around. Swoop around. Now, don't laugh at me when one day I show up with some baby hair. I'm going to talk about you real bad, <laughs> Robin. I'm going to I'm gonna talk about... Now, don't get me wrong. This is clearly for the young people. And young people rock out because y'all are very creative and y'all do all kinds of nonsense that I would never do. Right. But at some point, enough is enough. I mean, I did see what recently the other day at the basketball game. What's, what's, the, what's her name? Keisha Kaor? Yes. K- yes. Yeah, she had a, a, she had a lot going on. She had on. a whole situation. She had a, what do you call it? A crooked road on her forehead. <laughs> it was. Now, do you uh, think, so was that actual, that was like drawn on? It was, or was that her, her actual hair? It was, oh, it was, it was baby hair tattoos. Baby hair tattoos. So I feel like I've, okay. Or is it weave tattoo? I feel like I saw this product like on instagram and i thought it was a joke <laughs> That's for real. keisha didn't think it was a joke she said i'm gonna I'm a stick that thing on my forehead I go out in public it's it's kind of like i just want people to look at me like it's not like like i think this is cardi b's fault didn't did, isn't she? she is she the queen of baby hair nonsense i don't know okay it's it's sweetie it's all it's all of these young Teens. Yeah, that's over our head. Yeah, this is. I'm too old for this. But anyway, so I'm sick of it. So can we just pull our hair back, please? Can we just? I'm just. I want to set right. a petition. I wanna, pull your I hair back. See everyone's nice, pretty face. Yes. I don't see- show me your face. Don't show me twirls on your forehead. I don't want to <laughs> see twirls now. Oh my gosh. All right. Speaking of people being upset in these streets. <clears throat> by the way, what we're doing right now is talking about these streets. Okay. Okay. So, and this is my guy, you know, Deion Sanders is my guy. Oh, he's your guy? I mean, he's my, I mean, he's my. <laughs> oh, new flash, news flash. Not, not Giselle my. and Deion Sanders. No, 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 no. He's not my guy like that. Oh, okay, my bad. Meaning, I know Deion. Right, <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Yes, right. okay. He's your homie. He's my homie. He's okay. my homie, yes. Okay. So, I know he's extra, but he's normally like on the right side of right. Right. Okay. okay. So we all know he's like now a head coach of Jacksonville. Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State, yep. which is awesome because it's like, you know, that's a black college. And he has decided that that's what he wants to do with his time and his life. And, right. you know, he's a Hall of Famer. Has he been in the Hall of Fame? Is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, prob- yeah. I'm he's sure. probably. If he's yeah. not, he's going to be. Okay. Anyway, it's inevitable. Yeah. So we love Dion. He's 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 coaching a black college and he was press time. And the white man said, hey, Dion, and started asking a question. Dion said, I don't think you should refer to me that way because I'm a coach. Mm-hmm. And if it was somebody else, you would say coach. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, okay, Dion, Dion. Dion mm-hmm. said, F you and where you came from. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't say that. I'm saying that. Right. And he like moved on to the next, like as he should. Right. Didn't he leave? Didn't he get up and leave? He, I think he went to the next press person. I think, I think, I or think he, he just like, left. Got up and left. Hey, Dion, I was just wondering if you could. Uh, oh, hold on, let's back up a little bit. You don't call Nick Saban Nick. Don't call me Dion now, okay? Like, I call Nick Saban Nick. Yeah, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. That's a lie. <laughs> you, if you call Nick Nick, you know you'll get cussed out on the spot. So don't do that to me. Treat me like Nick. Okay, <laughs> Dion. Um, <laughs> I'm not mad at him for that. No, I'm not. Because no one would call, you know, um, okay, so like, let's see, who are these great football coaches? Urban Meyer. 
they're not going to say, hey, Urban. They're no. going to say Coach or Coach Meyer or, yes. you know, Mike just said Coach K. Coach, coach K. Yeah. It, but it, you know what? I feel like, okay, at Maryland, I feel like a lot of people did call Gary Williams Gary. It, but, it, but if you ask for that respect, then it should be given. That's true. Yeah. So, and especially when Dion's no slouch. Right. Right. And he's doing great things right now. It's like, I, just call me coach. That's right. what I am. I've earned it. Right. And I think for for professional athletes who are now coaches, and you know, Juan is one of them. Yeah. Part of the um, what part of the, some of the hurdles they face is actually being taken seriously as a coach. because oh. people want to look at them like, oh, you're just an athlete. You just think that you can be a coach because right. you're an athlete. And right. So like, they have to prove themselves. So it's like. No, you need to give me the re- the same respect. Right. Just because you knew me as a player, that doesn't mean that you can't give me the respect as a coach. So yeah. I so does everyone call Juan coach? Um, you know, I don't know. Do you role play and become a cheerleader, and then you call him coach, and then things happen in the bedroom? I'm just asking. All the, the people want to know all the time. All the time. <laughs> Yes, Robin and Juan, coach and cheerleader, y'all. How about I'm the coach and he's the cheerleader? No, no. I'm envisioning him with a skirt skirt. on. No, No. the male cheerleader. The strong one that like puts him up (laughs) in the air. (laughs) I freaking love this. Okay, the visual. Um, But but again, Dion, we love you. You're doing great things and keep doing what you're doing. Coach Prime. But you know, with Juan, he makes sure... Like all the time to not even just for himself. He refers to all of his coaches as uh-huh. coach all the time. Nice. So they all have that, at least amongst his coaching staff. Right. They have that mutual respect. So, you know, every day they're, they're on the phone all the time. And it's always like coach, coach, coach. Oh, nice. OK. Yeah. I like so, that. So I just think, you know, if it's if it's something that you ingrain in the people around you, then then everyone else around you just has has no choice but to fall in line. Right. No, yeah. I like that. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises, or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Now, LeBron is breaking, was it not breaking news? He's breaking bank accounts these Word. days. <laughs> Word, the stratosphere. I mean, geez. So he's, he's the first to do what now? Be a, a billionaire athlete while he's still playing. Oh, that's okay. Because so who would be close to him? Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan. Right. But Michael probably wouldn't, didn't even reach that status until years later because of Jordan brand. 
Okay. With Nike. With Nike. Yeah. Okay. And I'm, I mean, the, the salaries in the NBA are just like off the charts now. Off the so charts like, in a good way or a bad way? Oh, in an awesome way. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. So his, what's, do we know what, like around about what he's making for the, in the league? Or Was from he the league? like 40 million this year? Just like for one year. Like they're, like he might get like one year 40 million. Lies you tell. I, I, I feel like that sounds he, like I'm making that up, but I really think that's like. Okay, true. so where is he getting his money from? He's getting his money from what? Um, Movie deals, endorsements, well, tennis okay, shoes. So Nike. So when he first um, entered the league, he has like, he's had, Le- you know, he probably has over like 13 LeBron shoes okay. through Nike. So okay. he's getting a, a ton of money from Nike. Um, and he has like multiple businesses. Like, you right. know, he's got a lot of, he's gotten into film and TV production. Um, love that. He's gotten to, he has like a sports agency. Right. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Just a ton. Yeah. So, and what I love about it is it is motivation for these young. Okay. Yeah. I was right. Thir- for 20, oh. his most recent season, he earned $39 million. So, LeBron, That's we just crazy. Googled you and Google what your salary is from the league and it's listed. Like, how do you feel about that? That's got to, like, be weird he don't care yeah he don't care he's a billionaire what <laughs> he doesn't care i mean all those salaries are pretty much they are listed information yeah pretty much i don't know how i don't know where people get this yeah. information but um yeah lebron he, we're not going to hear about lebron going broke no no you better not you better not ever go broke <laughs> we're not going to hear about that and and what i what i do love is again he's a role model for these young kids coming in the league Absolutely. and and we've all unfortunately heard, seen the horror stories of them blowing their money. Right. Um, so Absolutely. for them to be able to see a, an existing player parlay the money into, you know, a million different things and streams. It's just right. Amazing. And he created b- jobs for his homeboys, like his boys that were like always around, you know, when he yeah. was coming up and in high school, like he he they're rich because of right. LeBron. Like, I love not, it. you know, not just because he's like, he, he does he's not handing money out. He's creating jobs for them, which yeah. is like awesome. But it's, and it's so cool to see like someone like LeBron who, you know, let he could live off of his NBA salary. You know, he could feed a whole village off his NBA salary for years and years and years. Yeah. But he didn't limit himself just to that. Yes. Yes. No, I love that. Yeah. But speaking who doesn't have um, some income on a monthly basis is Dr. Dre, <laughs> who was just told by the judge, you've got to give her, as in your ex-wife, 300K a month. 300. But I need to finish reading the article. It said he was, he actually felt good about that. So clearly. Why okay. he felt good about 3K a month? 300K, 300K a month? 300K a month. Clearly he's got plenty of money coming in for the judge to determine that he needs to give her that much so that equals out to like 3.6 million a year yes I think. robin can do math very quickly if you don't know yeah. watch he makes 35 million a year he makes 35 million a year he, so, okay so, so she's getting 10 percent of his okay that's fair of his yearly income but and he's making okay wait a minute he's making 35 million a year from beats from his music from a oh, bunch of stuff okay yeah, all right a bunch of stuff yeah i guess yeah i mean it's crazy it's like people like that he's just like moving in silence like but yeah no yeah. he's no we know Dre, dr dre is getting it right and we know that in my mind i feel like why don't you just write her a big check and be done with it because that money can accrue interest in his account i don't I don't know. Okay, so when I was going through a divorce, (laughs) there was my my lawyer was telling me that um, there's a law or a a mandate or something that states that Mm -hmm. you have to pay if you if this is alimony, you have to pay the person in a check or um, some sort of like a check or or bank wire or something. Uh It's listed because Uh there was a man that used to pay his wife in um, pennies (laughs) literally. He would drop pennies of however much he owed her at her front door monthly. Oh my God. So <laughs> that is petty. That is the, the That's called king penny petty. of petty. <laughs> that is penny petty. And so, was mad. You, know, they, they, you know, they informed me that if I ever got alimony, it, it would not be in pennies. In pennies. Okay. Yes. It would be in a form of a check. Okay. That um, is hilarious. But I'm, I'm 300000 a month, though. Yeah. But what if? What if okay. So that's state by state. The penny rule is state by state. So what if in L.A. it's not a mandate <laughs> and he could give her $300,000 in pennies? Would that be not crazy? That'd be crazy. Yeah. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> Talk about man. That would be like you had to back up a truck for that. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. 
That's crazy. Anyway, I'm just happy she's getting whatever she feels like she deserves. And, you know, let them part in peace. Uh, and I'm sure she deserves it. Haven't they been together? Like, she, she's she been with them for... 20-some years. Yeah. So yeah. she deserves it. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah. She absolutely... If, if he's making $35 million and if and if she was used to a lifestyle, like, she deserves it. Yeah, 10%. Yeah. She, she deserves more than that. But, like, right. she's getting 10%. Right, right. So imagine, okay, if he makes $35 million a year uh-huh. and the judge is like, okay, you're paying her 10%. That's better than him paying her half. True, true. Right. I'm not mad at it. So he he came up. Now listen, we are for for those of you all who don't know, Reasonably Shady is on the Black Effect platform, and the person that is all running that platform is Charlemagne the God, who we absolutely love, absolutely. And so he just landed a new late night talk show on Comedy Central. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, Charlamagne, yes. if you can don't get, know this, I'm funny. Get the, the sound effect? Oh, yeah. A round of applause sound effect? Yay! Woo-hoo! So Charlamagne, oh, you re- said you're funny? Yeah, Reason Be Shady wants to be at some point <laughs> on, on this, Comedy, on Comedy Central. What, what is it about? Like, okay, so it's on Comedy Central. Yes. So is it going to be centered around comedy? Well, uh, yeah. Mean, no? I, I, I thought that was a given. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's it's inked. It's the done. The deal is done. So we are very Ooh, excited he's about. He's coming really busy, man. He's he's gonna be very busy and rich. Right. Ain't nothing. Right. I love seeing our people come up. Do you remember when Khloe Kardashian had a talk show? Yeah, I do. That didn't last very long. It didn't. It was. <laughs> it was. I didn't. Th- I didn't feel like it was given the right platform. I think she's a big enough personality that she could handle it yeah. but I didn't think the platform was right I heard that she said it was like a, a lot more work than she thought it was going to be oh yeah and she just so she just didn't want to work that hard yeah Charlamagne we don't want you to give up on your um, yeah. talk show until Robin and I are on <laughs> the end Okay. All right. We're moving on. Okay. So a couple other things I would like to talk about because it's happening in these streets is, you know, we have gone through a lot in the past year and a half with this COVID situation. Mm -hmm. And that Dr. Fauci, he is like, he's probably tired. He didn't have enough. And he was like testifying in front of Congress. Right. So he was being asked crazy ass questions by that Paul Ryan. Rand Paul. I can't get his, I never get Rand his name. Paul. I think it's Rand Paul. Uh-huh. And Fauci like started moving his neck like a, like a black woman. <laughs> he started moving his neck to the side. And he said, let me tell you something. So when he started moving his neck, I said, oh shit, Fauci got oh, some black shit. in him. I said, oh my God. So then he started moving his neck and he was like, what you won't do is say I'm lying and you ain't even going to imply it. And the person that's lying right now is you. Wait, and did I, he say that? Is that word for word? Is that it's, verbatim? It's pretty much verbatim. It is pretty much verbatim. Cause he's, oh, he's, I love it. Oh, he came for him. Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. And and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent that. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. So Rand Paul or Paul Rand, whatever his name is, he started like, uh, I'm in, and he started like stuttering, like, I'm in, and I was like, Fauci, get his right. ass. Yes. Get, get him. Get in all of them. Yes. I think anyone that is trying to give Fauci pushback on his job is Listen, a moron. You're an idiot. This man's been doing this for like 40 years. Right. Moron. And like, uh, hello, we're, we're trying to get through this pandemic. We're, we're not trying to have a repeat. Just, no, no, we're not. No, not at all. I, I, I don't even want to get into like the whys. Like, but wh- what is the issue right now? Why does it feel like a certain part of the um, world is trying, or not world, but certain part of the country is trying to tell people not to get the vaccine? I don't know what's wrong with these people. Can we all get vaccinated so we right. can move on? Right. Like, I don't, what is behind that? I, I don't know. I understand the goal because it's like, Okay, don't you know, like, if you're encouraging your people not to get the vaccine, then they might get sick and then your people will will die. Might not be right. here. So, like, you're not helping your case. I don't understand. I, I don't just don't understand. It. And there's new variants. And I think that's also what they were talking about. There's new variants out there. And Fauci is, like, even more pressed about everybody getting vaccinated. And he, again... He is a black woman inside of him because he started moving his head to the left and to the right. And he said, what you won't do is call me a liar. And I said, okay, yes. I need to look up that clip. <laughs> ah, okay. So, so Robin, I know we want to talk about Erica Jane a little bit, by the way, Erica Jane is on the real housewives of Beverly Hills. We absolutely love her. 
It's been a lot that has happened on that show. And I'm not up to date, but I know you're up to date. Yes. Okay. So the latest episode, um, gosh. Okay. They were like away at like Kyle's mansion somewhere, somewhere. Okay. Right? One of Kyle's mansions. Yes. Okay. Um, and Erica comes late. I guess they had some sort of court deposition. Ooh. And Erica starts like sharing more about what's going on. Okay. And... She's pretty much, I mean, she comes in, she's like, you can see that she's just defeated. Like this whole situation with her husband, um, you know, being sued for millions of dollars yes. and pretty much running a Ponzi scheme and not paying his his clients the money that they're owed. Yes. Um, and now it's like carrying over into her life. It's like totally defeating her. Right. From what I've read kind of on social media, like people kind of still think that she's lying that she knew that he was stealing from his clients and she's just not saying it I is think that was that was that what so, people think so i think there's like a couple of different things that they think she's lying about some people think that she just knew the whole time all along mm -hmm. which i don't believe like because like i, I don't mean, believe that either because yeah, yeah. she, she's pretty much painting the picture like i was just the wife and he was the powerful husband like i you know he he didn't allow me in to like anything right i you know that, that went on business and i believe that um and he was you know very controlling and he she almost makes it seem like she literally like had outside of the money that like he would give her like mm -hmm. she has no money for her like of her own you know what i mean like she okay. has no she had no say no like no insight on the on I her believe husband that. yeah i believe that which is like so like you know it's crazy like yeah, ladies no matter how rich your husband is please just control what's be going aware. right be aware of the money be aware of the bank account make sure you have your own stash right now i didn't say that to everybody right exactly have you i mean y'all gonna have a, a joint account and then you have your own account right right yeah, you don't need to know about it absolutely yes absolutely just just stack stack your money absolutely and my grandmother used to tell me that you, not your grandmother my grandmother <laughs> yes my grandmother. No, what's your grandmother's name? What's your grandmother's Juliet. name? Juliet. Juliet was dropping some knowledge yes, when I was like ten, and I'm like, okay. What's she say? Have your own money, She's like, baby. Robin, make sure that you have your own money. <laughs> she would tell me I would be like ten, and I'm like, okay, oh, thank you. Okay, Juliet was dropping some pearls, yes, pearls of yes, wisdom. I miss her. Um. So anyway, so like people think she's lying. Like so, she's like sharing all this information, and she said. Tom got in a car accident and he was unconscious for 12 hours and she found him on the side of the road and then she said he was th I, th this is where it got a little weird because okay. I feel like she was saying like he was in this car accident and he was unconscious which led to his like neuro degenerative problems um, is that what I'm like he supposedly has um, dementia right right so now that's okay. dementia so, so I feel like she was implying like okay this car accident has led to like you know his neuro problems and, oh one of the things that I thought sounded kind of fit she was like she was like you know I left because and this was a couple of us I left because he just wouldn't get help you could tell that his hearing was you know going bad and his sight was going bad and I would tell him get help and he would just you know push back and reject me and I'm like that's not that's when not you a reason leave. to get a divorce yeah that's not when you leave that's when that's, you help him out right that's yeah. when you realize um he's a little getting a little bit older <laughs> so i think people i think people don't really believe mm -hmm. the reason for the divorce like for her oh, leaving like okay. i think people think she's divorcing him because she wants to separate herself financially from, yes yes from all this legal mess right uh, you know that's going down with him and that's what she should say that, uh, right i feel yeah. like i would be like look i i heard something don't sound right and yeah. he's not being open and i'm out i don't want to be implicated in any of this right and but yeah, yeah. but yeah. now it's like she, so i think that's where people are conflicted because i do feel that she's struggling and i don't believe she knew what he was doing but i do think that when she got wind of it when she got wind of like all the legal problems mm -hmm. he was having this mm -hmm. financial troubles that's when she was like i got i have to separate myself oh i feel bad it's for a lot. It's so it's it's you gotta watch the episode imagine to be in that kind of position in which you really didn't have any financial hold on the marriage right, right. your husband is making all kinds of trillions of dollars and then you realize he's stealing it from people right that sucks right right yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want yeah. to be in that position. Yeah. And so, I mean, and she's just like, you know, you can see who your friends are when you, you know, yes. go broke. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Yeah. I was I was broke in 82 and I had no friends. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So we're going to pray for Erica. 
Yes, absolutely. And I do feel like um, social media is being a little shady. So social media, give her a break. Right. Just right. give her a break. You know break. what it is? I think people, because she's so like like ice cold kind of, like yeah. she's not as, she's not very emotional. I think people just want to see her like really, they want to feel that she's really genuine. Genuine. But I just think that's just her. You know what right. I mean? Like she's not going to be like, oh. <laughs> but she's gonna like you know I mean she has some tears coming down and the <laughs> mascara running down her face but she's still her delivery is very it's very like stoic okay you I, know I, and I think people want to see her just like have a fit and fall out and just you know cr- <laughs> curl up into a ball and cry lord seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is gonna make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Okay, let me let me let me tell you what I was watching the other day because it struck me. Okay, uh, I was watching Naomi Osako's Netflix documentary. Okay, it's like a three or four parter. Oh, didn't see it. She is. It just came out. Okay, it just came out, and she. I wanted to get to know all about her because she's intriguing to me. Right. And now we're coming to the title of this episode, which is oh. called "Fear is Not Your Friend." Mm. Fear mm, is mm, not your mm. friend. No, it's not. Fear is paralyzing. Yes, it is. Okay, so. In 2018, and I think I got my my years straight. I'm not really good with um, dates. She was winning everything. Okay. Okay. She was beating the shit out of Coco. Like, she brought Coco to tears. Okay. Um, that was the time, I think you remember, that she allowed Coco. She d- wanted to do the interview afterwards with her. It was very moving. Okay. They, so, they did the, they did the post-match um, interview together. Okay. Which normally you don't do. Right. Okay. She was on top of her game. She won the Grand Slam. She was amazing. Okay. Then she said that that the fact that she was trying to get there uh-huh. was her motivation. Mm. So after she became number one in the world, uh-huh. there was no more motivation for her. Mm. So that messed with her head. Okay. Okay. So we can okay. all kind of understand that. Yes. Right. Okay. And then the whole Black Lives Matter thing started happening and the okay. world started changing. And, you know, we had George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and, you know, we had Trayvon Martin and all these things. And she was like so conflicted about what's going on in this world and was scared, fear okay. to talk about it. 
she was scared to give her opinion about how she felt about what's going on in this world. Okay. Okay. And that paralyzed her tennis game. Because mm. she okay. didn't feel like she was being herself. Wow. And she wasn't really standing on her own convictions. Okay. So she was getting into matches and, and losing. Like they were oh, like wow. wiping the floor with her. What? And I was like, girl, get it together. Oh, wow. I'm on episode three and I'm talking to her. I'm like, right. get it together. <laughs> so like, so I think 2019, 2020, no, it had to be 2019. She was losing. Okay. Okay. So she wiped the floor with Coco in 18 and Coco beat her in okay. 19. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So then she realized, you know what? I can't be scared to speak up. Okay. I can't be scared to really talk about because you have to keep in mind, her mother is Japanese. Right. Her father is Haitian. Yeah. So this whole Black Lives Matter really affects her and when she can really identify with it. Right. So she's like, look at here. We're going to the, to the French or the U.S. Open. I'm going to wear the mask. Okay. You know, with the people's mm-hmm. names on it. Do y'all remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So she had seven of them laid out on her bed because it was like seven people she really wanted to bring light to. So it was like George Floyd, Brianna, Trayvon Martin, four others. I can't remember. Okay. Um, and so the commentators and the dumbass press people were all like, so how many masks you got? She was like, I have seven because there's seven rounds. Mm-hmm. Oh. And she was like, I want to be able to wear all my all my masks. Right. That means she has to win every round. Okay. So that was her motivation. And she was finally like, I'm stepping out of my fear game. Right. And I am comfortable with how I feel about what's going on in the world. And this is I'm using my platform to speak on it. Right. And she was killing everybody. She was demolishing people left and right. And I was like, go, Naomi, go. Go, Naomi, go. <laughs> So then, um, long story short, she won. Okay. And it was all, and that fear was paralyzing her. Right. So let's be clear. Fear is not your friend. Okay. Yeah. So then it made me think of my daughter, Grace. Mm. Mm. I want y'all to know Grace is now employed. She's in the streets with a job. What? Yes. What kind of job? What is she doing? She works at the smoothie place down the street. Okay. Okay. She works at the yogurt nonsense. Okay. Okay. All right. But she's very excited about her job. Okay. Okay. So let me tell you how she got her job. So she walked in there one day. We go there all the time. And she was like, she talked to someone and she was like, oh, this place is so cool. I I wonder if I could work here Uh or something. And the lady happened to be the manager. Okay. And the manager gave her her card and was like, you know, give me a call. So Grace texted her or something. And then the lady said, you have an interview. Mm-hmm. So Grace was like, Ma, I got an interview. I said, okay, let's go. So we go to the place for the interview, and that thing didn't want to get out the car. (gasps) She was like, "Mm -mm. (laughs) mm-mm. She was shaking her head like, I can't do this. I was like, Grace, you're going to go in there, and you're going to talk to the lady, and you're going to tell her that you're wonderful. Right, right. So she was, I said, okay. So we went over, like, some stage questions that I've gone through when I was interviewing 100 years ago. And I was like, this is what your answers are, right? right. So we, we role played. And I was like, go. And she was like, mm-mm. Uh-uh. And I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time believing that one of your children. Yes. Oh, she was. <laughs> is nervous and scared to talk she to She was, she, that fear was like taking her over. Wow. So then I said, get out my damn car. Right. Right. Just get out. Right. So she got out the car. Her sisters were in the back. Her sisters got out and was like hugging her. Like she was going off to war oh or God. something. I was like, this is <laughs> just dramatic and stupid. So she goes in there and like 10 minutes later, she's texting me talking about she got the job. Oh my God. <laughs> This is the, this is, we were at Fear Factor over the yogurt <laughs> spot up the street. Right. <laughs> uh, but my point is, so much paralyzes people and they don't want to move forward all based off of fear. And it's all in your head. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, what, okay, so, so great. And I'm like so surprised that Grace. Yeah. Had any type of fear. And she's probably mad that I'm telling the story because, you know, to, to know my child, Grace, oh, she's yeah. like, oh, you can't tell her she's nothing. She's the baddest me. thing walking. Yes. Da, 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 da. No, that thing was scared. She did a confessional. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She's she's made a debut on The Real Housewives of Potomac. Yes. Um, but, but you know, there's been so many times and I, I can remember when... Um, I was starting Potomac season one before we started. I told Jamal, I was like, hey, I'm going to do this show or whatever. And he was like, Giselle, you know, I, I just really, I'm, I'm concerned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, well, what's your concern? Mm-hmm. This fool says, um, I think no one's going to like you. 
<laughs> what? Well, he said it in a nice way, meaning that's not you, you can't say that in a nice well, way. Well, he did. He was like, meaning you're beautiful, right? You have a strong personality that can be taken any kind of way. Okay, okay. So, but that got that messed with my head, and I thought okay. about it a lot. I, during, I did. I didn't when? talk about it. I didn't talk about it, but I thought about it a lot in my own private moments. Okay, before well, I went to bed stop at night, you. it didn't stop me from being me because that's just who I am. But right. it made me feel a sense of fear about doing what I was doing and being me. Right. And right. I never want to be fearful about just being me. Right. So take that, Jamal. Take it's, it. Right. Because people love me. Season Thank you. Six. Season six, and they love me. Right. <laughs> Everybody, everybody, loves not you. everybody loves me. I get horrible DMs, but some people love me. So, you know, it's funny. So I, um, I have a mentality mm-hmm. where in my head, I'm just like, nobody's perfect. Correct. So if I go into this and I, you know, fall flat on my face or I mess up or whatever, then like, so be it. Okay. So I like that. So I never really like let fear paralyze me from mm-hmm. like, doing something which is like very weird because i am i would consider myself an introvert but when it comes time to like do something in front of people like i have no problems doing it right but i do i would say a time when i would feel a little bit uncomfortable um i was doing some like real estate seminars like speaking because i was doing real estate investing yes my real estate mentor would have seminars when you were flipping houses yeah okay yeah and he would invite me to speak to the audience. And is this Marcel? Yeah. Marcel's Marcel. very attractive, guys. It's just <laughs> FYI. Yes. He won't ask me out on a date, but he's very attractive. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, so yeah. So even though I, st- I have the mentality like, okay, if I mess up my speech, I can just be like, oh, I'm, oh I lost my train of thought. Let me start over. You know, whatever. Right. Like, I still would sit there like knowing he was about to call me on stage with like butterflies in my stomach mm. and realizing like, okay, I can't turn around now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you cannot. It's too late. You uh-huh. know? Or I'll be like, why did I agree to do this? Right. Like, why? I want to go home. But, but the thing is like, once I feel like with most people, it's like, once you just like put one foot in front of the other yeah. and you start like talking or doing, then it's kind of like that. You just release that nervousness. Yes. That, that, anxiousness but but for the most part like even like you know when people have weddings and they're like the bride is like so nervous yeah and worried about everything being perfect like i you know if i ever give someone advice like before wedding i said look don't worry about what goes wrong during your wedding you're the only person that really knows what's supposed to happen during true. your wedding true so if like if like the song doesn't play at the right time nobody's really going to know that and they're not going to sit there and be like oh my god katie's wedding was horrible <laughs> because <laughs> because her song played five seconds later than it should have been right so i just feel like sometimes people like overthink stuff Yes. When really it's like we're all human. We're yes. all we all make mistakes. And I think what makes people more like comfortable and relatable to one another is when they feel like the other people in the room are being human. Yes. You know, when people yes. try to act perfect. Child, that don't work. That and problematic. That's really problematic for me. Like, cause I'm just like, I know my shit stink. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> Yes, unfortunately I've smelled it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean you're you're absolutely right. Like you 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 have to be yourself. Right. Right. But and it's, it's and it's okay like being able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. Like it's actually really important that you're able to laugh at yourself. 100%, you know? So like yeah. if you mess up, if you fall, if you trip in front of people, like laugh at yourself. Yeah, cuz you it, it's funny. And don't be don't buy into fear. Like let that thing go. Breathe it out. Take that first step. Right. Like you said, you got to take that first step. Yeah. Take it. And everything will work out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fear is not your friend. Don't let it be your friend. Right. Don't talk to that but, thing. But you know what? It's funny when you were saying Naomi, like she she was winning and she was kind of like at the at the top of her game, and then she felt the it was almost like maybe the pressure to like continue that, like yes. cause that fear. Yeah. Um, I've kind of experienced it and I and I kind of t- like share this on the season, so I don't want to like give up too much. But like in the in my business, which I've had a lot of success with, mm-hmm. um, embellished, like I actually have gone through that emotion of, you know, I've I had a lot of success with the business and now, you know, fear sets in of like, okay, how do I keep up that success? Got it. I got it. Or not but, wanting to fail, not wanting to like fall from right. my face. So But does it make you 
is it to the place where you're like talking yourself out of growing at times? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely a process. It's a process that you go through. Okay. Yeah. So you understand Naomi's struggle? Oh, yeah. I understand that. I mean, I'm not sure. I, I didn't win like a U.S. Open or nothing. But yes, you did. In the hat world, you won, <laughs> embellished yes. won a U.S. Open. Yes, it, yes, yes, it did. Yes. <laughs> but but I can see, I mean, my little, right, I can relate a little bit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but but I'm, Robin, I'm here to tell you fear is not your friend. I know. Yes. Right. It's going to get you nowhere. It's going to get you nowhere. You, you got you to gotta make it happen. And you have to show that just one foot in front of the other and you can... Right. literally change your life right yeah because i didn't have the fear of starting the business it was just once the business you know achieves success it's yeah. like the fear set in of like okay how do i maintain it and even continue to grow it yeah that's where the fear kind of like started sitting like oh and then it is paralyzing yes yeah we'll, yes we'll stay tuned yes indeed yes <laughs> indeed. <laughs> all right i believe that is our show today all robin right. um and i want everybody to have a reasonable and a shady day Exactly. And hey, you know, we have an email address. We love your oh, feedback. Yes, yes. Feel free to share with us your reasonably shady moments. Yes, as well. yes, yes, yes. So it's what's up at reasonably shady.com. Yep. W H A T S U P at reasonably shady.com. Was, oh, hold on. Our director of operations is speaking. What did she say? Oh, oh, oh. And on what's up at reasonably shady.com, we're having freaky Friday moments that we're going to be putting out there. So just just wait on it. Just wait on it. Love y'all. We absolutely love y'all. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Reasonably Shady is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And you can connect with us on social media at Robin Dixon 10, Giselle Bryant, and Reasonably Shady. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, Real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque.